Welcome to the Inclusive Education Project. I'm Vicki Brett. I'm Amanda Salohi. We're two civil rights lawyers on a mission to change the conversation about education, civil rights, and modern activism. Each week, we're going to explore new topics which are going to educate and empower others and give them a platform to enact change in education and level the playing field. Hi, we're back. We are back. Sleep deprived and all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm headed out of the newborn phase, or that's what everybody keeps telling me. But then I have some other moms that are just like, you need new moms. It never ends. You mm. never sleep. But it's just like, can I just hope? Can I just dream? But Our Hopes and prayers enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. I guess I not. To. I guess not. But uh, yeah. I'm still like a baby mom, not a mom of a baby, but like I myself, right, am new yeah. to mom stuff. So it's like I think you're fully think, in it now. Though. Well, yeah, you're, you're fully, fully in, it, in it, but like it's still very new. But we're I'm getting used to like taking her like babies have a lot of stuff. Yeah, so that's been interesting. But just wait till yeah. you start having like snacks in your purse. I mean, I already have snacks in my purse because well, you have Maury. You well, and no, Maury. Maury. That's true. It started out Maury, <laughs> Maury. and then when you were pregnant, now, you needed them yeah, for then you. I need them for me, and, and then it's gonna... it'll be like so. That's why you get big bags, right? Like yeah. backpacks and stuff. Actually, diaper bags now are kind of cool. I got a backpack. Yeah, I've seen and a couple of cute ones. That that's probably the best thing ever because when it's on the side of your shoulder like oh my god it can like fall off yeah stuff, well but. one of our friends had one we went to disneyland oh yeah you probably know who i'm talking about and um it was like such a cute backpack i was like oh my gosh where'd you get that backpack like i want one she's like right, right. it's a diaper bag oh my god that's <laughs> i was so like funny. oh yeah it was like, so good i would never now, notice no yeah you wouldn't know and like they have like mine has like a little compartment like if you wanted to take like cold drinks or it was like, like insulated bottle yeah it's insulated. oh that's yeah, cool it's very interesting so you could probably put like a little ice pack and it yeah would yeah and it would melt and, and like they have everywhere. all these crazy things now but yeah i mean obviously a lot of stuff even though it's just a baby so it's <laughs> been fun but we're really excited because our fur baby liam just got back from training oh, and it finally. inspired this pod for today mm-hmm. because uh well i guess you could describe his training it's like legit training yeah it's legit training so like obviously there are like obedience schools out there and then you know we always talk about dogs go to obedience school and <laughs> funny enough the dog i had growing up went to obedience school and my dad reminded me the other day that he basically got a participation certificate oh, no. because he they don't call it failing but <laughs> yeah there's like you paid <laughs> and you showed up yeah. Yeah, but most of those are like you go once a week for like yeah. six weeks. Or it's something like, like you that. sit, stay, right. those kind of basics. Right, and it's like group classes. Like potty training too. Yes. This was a full, because he's becoming a certified service, service dog. dog. So different from an emotional, emotional support, support dog. Yep. He has to not only have the obedience like down packed, be able to be in crowds but he also has to have special skills and so vicky's gonna talk about that a little bit like the definition but yeah he so he went for three weeks it was basically mm-hmm. a two to three week and i thought he was coming home at the two week point got very heartbroken that i had to be away mm-hmm. from him for another week no. but so he was gone for three weeks a fully like in a at a farm in temecula like learning everything so six specific commands that he was learning and then his like special so he learned sit down 
which that's two different ones, not sit mm-hmm. down. It's like mm-hmm. sit is like mm-hmm. sitting up, mm-hmm. right? And down is laying down. And mm-hmm. then the down is supposed to be like if he needs to be somewhere for a while. Mm-hmm. And then there's place where that's the like place you go to to mm-hmm. then go in the down to stay for oh, a while. Oh, oh, oh. Um, and he's supposed to do that no matter what distractions come about. So mm-hmm. you could do that on a sidewalk and right. there could be cars going by, kids, other dogs, and he shouldn't get up. And then there's come, heal, and leave it. So like right. he tries to like bite it or and then there's off you know, if he tries mm. to like bite. So definitely he was learning all of that. And then he's basically we've talked in the past about how like, we you know, we like to do events as often as we can. And then and then we go to a lot of events where we have booths and then we have clients come into our office a number of times where, you know, we're trying to talk with the parents and go through either paperwork or just talk through strategy for an IEP. And a lot of times the kids have to come with. And so we try to have like coloring books and toys and stuff for them to like engage in but sometimes we have meltdowns and sometimes there's anxiety so what liam is going to be specifically trained to do is be able to handle those meltdowns and anxiety do deep pressure to help with that and then of course there's the idea that just petting a dog is relaxing and helps people calm as well so those will be his special like skills yeah and obviously under the americans with disability act this is where service dogs kind of fall under and we're going to be talking about california specific laws and in california a person with a disability is allowed to have a trained service dog not an emotional support animal the trained service dog can be allowed in all public places so there's a difference between emotional support animals because in california it's Service dog is specific to dogs only, but an emotional support animal can be any animal, right? And the difference is with an emotional support animal, the animal owner derives like a sense of like well-being, calmness, safety because of their animal. Whereas under California uh, law, a service dog is trained to help a specific individual with a disability. So that's where we see a lot of times, like if there's fetching specific items, sometimes they're kind of like bodyguards, right? Protection work, Mm -hmm. rescue work. Sometimes you've seen dogs uh, pull wheelchairs. So the California law, like it's very specific. We had brought this up because we were talking about airlines and, you know, the emotional support animals and there being like all these wacky animals, right? The ADA actually authorizes the use of miniature horses because they're service animals in like limited circumstances. And I'm, I assume in different areas of the country. Probably. So that's how miniature, because we were like, miniature horses, how did that well, happen? Yeah, the, it was so crazy because I'm a taking... A particular airline. Yeah, I'm I'd taking Liam it. on a particular yeah. airline to go visit my dad. And it's a test flight, right? Because mm-hmm. we are hopefully, I guess we haven't announced this yet, but soon to come we might be in different states so he's got to get practice but anyway their policy is dogs cats and miniature horses for service animals yeah which is like i don't know how you get a miniature horse on a plane i don't know how you sit in that row like i'm already thinking about liam has gotten to be like 30 pounds i'm not really sure how he that's gonna happen but we'll figure it out yeah so that's definitely under the ada but because the ada recognizes it then california recognizes Mm -hmm. it so you could have a service miniature horse i suppose but i thought that was interesting right and you know there's different definitions you can have a, a guide dog right and that's a 
dog that's trained by a licensed person. In California, also, there's signal dogs. So sometimes dogs are trained to alert an individual who's deaf or hard of hearing to intruders or different sounds, right? And then we have the definition of service dog that I've gotten through. And essentially, the thought process behind it is that you can have your guide dog or signal dog or service dog in any public place, and you won't have to be too get charged extra for having that Mm -hmm. dog. So a lot of it is like, okay, well, what's the definition of a public place? And so we're going to split this up into two parts. The first part is obviously getting through the terminology and the language and, you know, what the California law says and just about in general, right? And then part two, we'll talk about a case that went up to the Supreme Court that had to specifically do with a service dog. I I think some people thought it was an emotional support dog, but the dog was trained to do specific things for that child. I mean, like, that's the main difference. But sometimes in California, you might hear people say psychiatric service dog. California doesn't differentiate, but... other states do. Yeah, I think other states do. Because there's a difference between needing it for... And we wouldn't... There's a difference between emotional support and like needing more of the psychological mental health where it would Mm -hmm. be a service dog. Yeah. So California has like the mental disability. So like if you think of a service dog and like the definitions that I'd given like, oh, it pushes a wheelchair. Okay. That's somebody with a physical disability. And then I think California went a step further and was just like, look, if we needed to say psychiatric, that's for a mental disability. And then that dog would be trained to do a specific. So like maybe the physical symptom that a child could have is diabetes and your Mm -hmm. blood sugar is low and the dog is like, hey, you need to eat your candy or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas for the mental disability, it's like maybe you have clinical depression and the dog like wakes you up and like coaxes you out of Mm -hmm. bed at like a specific time or you are having a panic attack, right? right? Like, well, a lot of times they become for veterans having um, PTSD. Yes. They can help with that. And so then they initiate contact and like comfort. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, I just talked talked about like the emotional support but like the dog is specifically trained to like right. respond Do something yeah specific. and like i mean obviously like having a dog is like comfortable and you can like pet it but like when the dog can specifically do something and then i thought this was interesting the example that they gave was alerting a person exercising poor judgment due to bipolar disorder that they are mm. driving dangerously oh wow so like the dog could be like you're right. driving dangerously like stop like slow down yeah teach, uh, you could teach yeah yeah And that's why, like, there are licensed people, right? You don't necessarily have to have credentials per se. And we were talking about this, you know, what can a person in a public place ask? Right. And in California, there's two questions to determine if the dog is a service dog, right? It's whether the dog is required because of a disability and what work the dog is trained to perform. Mm -hmm. So that's like the only information that they're allowed to like ask now obviously there's people that to make things easier you'll see a blind person they'll have like a little vest on the dog and that's specifically because it's like the dog is like always on duty like you can't pet it so a lot of times you'll see the vest and it kind of says like 
don't pet me. You don't necessarily need that. Like you could see a blind person that doesn't have that. But those are the only two things that. Well, and same with like registering like certification. Like when we say certification, like technically legally, you don't have to go and do that. And you don't have to like the burden is not on the person with the disability to go and do all this and prove it. So long as the service dog is a service dog. However, there are instances that there are things that make things a little bit easier. And so that's where Vicky was talking about with the best. And then there is a registry where you can register and get a number. So I did that for Liam and I it just came in. He got cards. So there's one card that goes in my wallet, but it also has like a tag. It could go on like an ID tag or yeah. whatnot. But then there's three little ones that almost like go on your keychain. So like one's on his keychain. And then I got a thing that hooks. I got him a vest, obviously. So like when he's at events, so people can know. So when you see, if you're out with us, you see us in the community and you see Liam, he will have his vest on whenever he's working, mainly for the purpose of when we're around families and children, we want them to know that he is there as a support. He's there for our clients. So that sometimes helps people know in the circumstances that we are using him for, it's a benefit to have that, but it's definitely not required. Yeah. And I mean, in California, any person who knowingly and fraudulently represents themselves through verbal or written notice to be an owner or even a trainer of any dog that they represent as a guide signal or service can be guilty of a misdemeanor and that's punishable by jail time not exceeding six months or a fine not exceeding a thousand so I mean you can't just go around saying like you know knowing that they're not going to ask you for credentials like you can't just like you should legitimately have all that information and you know there's a lot of different things also in terms of what a public place is right so a public place is under California law, a place where the general public is like invited. So this does include restaurants, you know, because some people so are like, oh, is that a private? Like governmental buildings, right. sidewalks, right. like yeah. it can be private establishments. Hotels, Stores, theaters, shops, concert halls, obviously airports. government. Mm-hmm. Medical facilities as well here in California. And then any public mode of transportation, right? So trains, buses, streetcars, boats, whether private, public, franchise, licensed, or contracted. So, you know, that's something that people, you know, I'm sure they have that argument like, oh, well, this, I'm a private, you know, establishment. And it's just like, but if you invite the general public, then you are a public place under California Yeah, just like how we talk about, like, buildings have to be ADA approved for access. It's the same concept that if you have a business and you take walk-ins, it's very different than there are some businesses that never have customers or clientele come. It's only the employees that wouldn't necessarily be a public place, Mm -hmm. but it is a fine line. So usually it's on the side of the caution that the majority of places where you go rather than your home and other people's homes are usually public facilities. And then there's, there are some places where they're private, where they have certain requirements right like um, apartment complexes for your home Mm -hmm. you have to be allowed so no matter if you live in an apartment complex let's say or you have an HOA that doesn't allow dogs but you have a service dog they have to allow you to have that dog 
I think in California, the rule goes a little bit further. And I don't know if this is across other states or not, but I know that in California, if you have a service dog living with you and there's normally a pet rent, you can't be charged that fee. Same with like going on an airplane or going to public facilities. You wouldn't have to pay that if it's a service dog versus a general dog. So yeah, it'd be a denial of equal access to housing accommodations. So if one were to refuse to lease housing to an individual who uses an assistance of a dog. Is it across the board with the financial side too? Like you can't charge or can you in other states? I don't know about other states. Obviously here in California, we know that that can be waived. But I think, yeah, I think it just depends for state to state. And I mean, California, so you have the federal law, right? Like that's the law of the land. And the ADA actually defines disability in a certain way. And then California offers greater protection than the federal law for persons with disabilities. So the ADA defines disability as a physical or mental impairment if it substantially limits a major life activity. California has that same language. However, the physical or mental impairment need only limit a major life activity. The substantially is not there, right? And Mm. as lawyers, you know, like one word, like totally changes everything. And, you know, that just means that, you know, any type of physical or mental impairment can make the achievement of like a major life event difficult. So we'll kind of get into that and and what that looks like for, for kiddos. But also in California, you know, mental disability is mental psychological disorder condition. That can be an intellectual disability, clinical depression. We've seen bipolar, emotional mental illness. It was interesting because this article had mentioned California does not, however, consider compulsive gambling, kleptomania, or unlawful (laughs) substance use disorders to be mental disabilities. Some people may argue that, but uh, California has carved that out. Interesting. um, Specifically, yeah. So oftentimes... We don't really know. You know that there's certain laws and stuff, but I thought what was really interesting is like if a person intentionally interferes with the use of a guide signal or service dog or like the mobility of Mm -hmm. that dog, that you could be guilty of a misdemeanor, unlawful to permit like any dog or other animal to injure or kill a service dog while it's in like on duty duty. is an infraction and then if it's an actual person who intentionally causes injury or death of a service dog while the dog is on duty it's a miss um that's prison time up to a year or a fine up to ten thousand. wow yeah and uh some other kind of laws that we had seen that we were like oh that's interesting you probably haven't thought of this since your dmv test but a totally or partially blind pedestrian who's using a guide dog shall have the right of way. Mm-hmm. Can't tell you how many times people, like when they're making a right hand turn, and you clearly and we'll try see the to, person, yeah, yeah with the, oh, sorry, yeah. with their dog. It's just like, oh my god, that person is has the right of way. Like, what are you doing? Because some people just don't care. Like, it's just, I don't know. And it's like. This is a California driver law, too. The driver must yield right away and take all reasonable necessary precautions to avoid injury to this blind pedestrian and failure to do so as a misdemeanor. But it's just like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't understand how people like. And just as a caveat, everything we're saying pertains to service dogs, not emotional support. Yes. Emotional support dogs do not have the same requirements, rights. It's very different. So like emotional support dogs, I know you can be asked for paperwork. So like certain facilities, your apartment complex, the airport, all that, 
you can be asked for your doctor's note. So like when right. I was figuring out with Liam going on the plane, I had to look into like their policies. Like if it's emotional support, you have to provide like a doctor's note and all this stuff. But if it's a certified service dog, then they don't require. And that's the specific, right? Is like, I have this anxiety and some people take medication to alleviate their anxiety and some people need their dog. So that's why you need a doctor's note because it's a doctor who's diagnosing you with anxiety and or just like people remember with uh, medical marijuana cards, right? Like it was like, oh, I have anxiety and like I Mm -hmm. need, you know, and so that is the same and it doesn't need to be a dog. And so I'm sure that's how you can see I think like it was like in the news a couple months ago. It was like this woman had like a guinea pig or something. Remember, like it was like oh all these things, yes. Like, like, well, because that one tried to put a was it a peacock on the plane? Oh yeah, it was like and so then that was an emotional support animal, right? Yeah, peacock, because that person derived comfort from that animal. Whereas if it was, let's say, you were allowed to have a monkey, right? Then the monkey did specific tasks for you then you know you may be able to get that depending on the state and, the, and what the, the different yeah because the ADA are, yeah. is it, like I said California has made it very specific to a dog and but I don't think the ABA specifies that it has to be a dog but yeah that's I think that's something that some people are just like well wait a second like I you know need the dog and it's like yeah that's fine but like and yes you have anxiety which could fall under right. the emotional or mental if right? you're anxiety is to the level like we talk about people who have like agoraphobia or real and we've had um, teenagers and I've had clients where they have such severe anxiety that going up to a fast food restaurant and placing an order gives such anxiety that they have a meltdown that level of anxiety would rise to the level to possibly needing a service dog versus an emotional support because let's say that level of anxiety is only deterred by say the dog giving deep pressure or the dog you know being right next to them where they could pet them the whole time that is the dog doing something very specific towards that specific need in that person and that changes it so like when we talk about like mental health a lot of times a lot of people will classify their emotional support dog because of you know anxiety and depression but if it's not impeding like it may be something that's needed for comfort and help you get through the day but if it's not prohibitive meaning you can go into that restaurant you may be really stressed you may have a lot of anxiety when you come out you know you might need to like regroup use some coping strategies but you were able to do it versus the person who is literally debilitated and right. cannot walk through those front doors. Right. right, exactly. And I think that that, at least in California, is like the distinction. And I guess I should have said this at the top. So California law applies and there's like three factors. Okay, what kind of animal, how does the animal help the disabled individual and what's the setting or place involved? So obviously we walk through all those. California, we say that it's a dog. They're trained, like Amanda gave the examples to help that specific individual with specific requirements. And then psychiatric kind of falls under that as well. So it has, you know, a couple of those great examples. But yeah, we've seen different dogs be trained for different things. I had mentioned the dog that if you have low blood sugar and you need a reminder, right, it's specifically trained to, you know, realize, hey, your blood sugar is low. I need to remind you or whatever. 
and for the most part we're talking about the support to one individual but there are circumstances like we've described where Liam is going to come into play where it can be a support for a group of individuals and what we would love one day to be able to happen is we have a lot of special day classes we have a lot of even just general education classes where there are a lot of maladaptive behaviors or a lot of anxiety social emotional issues where it would be amazing if every one of these classes had a support animal right. for that whole class where they would be providing that emotion and this is where like the trigger hard line is right it's it's that for that mental health component but it's more than just an emotional support animal because it's going to be providing an actual like support it's not going to just be there like when there's a meltdown the dog is going to put deep pressure and calm the behaviors that's the like specific task so and that's essentially what liam's can be trained to do when we're at events when we have clients so even though it's not one individual obviously he's not doing this service for me i'm the handler but I am not the person who needs the dog. I'm just the handler. And it would be our group of individuals is our clientele that would be receiving the benefit. Right. And so a lot of times you probably heard um, these service dogs, obviously you've seen them with blind or hard of hearing individuals, but they kind of had a resurgence with a lot of the vets that were coming back from mm-hmm. Iraq, obviously before then too with Vietnam and different overseas combat that we've had but I felt like I started hearing more about it and so if a soldier has a traumatic brain injury or has PTSD a lot of these dogs help with their daily life and mm-hmm. and I mean you can see dogs get trained for all sorts of things right like we know police dogs yeah like or even at the airport those mm-hmm. dogs can sniff out yeah. you know different drugs Bombs and like explosives yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. dogs can do a lot and so I think that that's why California has like specified its dog not to say that other animals can't be like that but i think that because dogs are maybe easily trained for these specific things that's where it's related to that so that is pretty much our part one in introducing the difference between you know the service guide dog psychiatric dog versus emotional support animals and hopefully this will kind of help you when you're I don't know, in life talking about these different, like, you know, yeah, or you come across the dog because yeah. it's, you know, or you come across exactly. We're seeing a lot more of these. So, where we're at the point where you might be in a public place and your instinct may be like, oh, why is there a dog here? Right. I live in Huntington Beach where there's a lot of dog friendly places. So, you see dogs in restaurants and bars, all kinds of places because it's become dog friendly. And those aren't necessarily service dogs because a private institution can have a rule where dogs are allowed. Right. But, there are people who don't like that, right? They might be like, oh, why is there a dog there? So, But you don't know because they're not required to wear a vest. So just kind of something to keep in mind. Like if you see a child or an adult with a dog doesn't mean that they're just a regular dog. And a lot of these dogs are adopted from shelters. So they look for... I'm sure they look for particular breeds that you've seen probably in the past or Labrador retrievers and golden retrievers, but you might need a different type of dog for a different type of reason. You know, you might not need a chihuahua to pull your wheelchair, but like maybe that could be the emotional support or when it alerts you to having low blood sugar or something like that. Like, and maybe, you know, you're a smaller person. So like you don't need a huge dog to be doing those things. But we've also seen these dogs be trained when a child has seizure Mm -hmm. as well. I think that was what we were talking about on Netflix. There's a series called Dogs. And the first episode was a family getting a service dog 
and because the little girl had seizures yeah. and that was like if you want a really good cry. episode to cry, yeah go watch that <laughs> but so that's part one so part two we're going to get into the supreme court ca- um, case regarding a little girl by the last name of fry and her service dog so hopefully you can wait a week to listen to it it's gonna be so exciting and we hope you guys have a good week we'll talk to talk you soon to you later bye, bye.